Hello survivors and welcome to a moment of relief. The first day spray show where we talk about whatever we want. I need to be there. I'm good at this. Staying in. Okay. That's yeah, yeah, staying no, that's in. Yeah, alright. It it's all relaxed okay. here and more. Yeah. Okay, let's try that again. What do we talk okay. about, Steve? Don't you give me! I'm doing the intro! Hello, what do we talk survivors? about? And welcome to a motor relief, the first day spray show where we talk about whatever we want, whatever else decide, horrifically, pleasantly, as surprised or painfully disappointed. <clears throat> I'm reading size skipped rather badly. All emotions we might be expressing as we talk about the games conferences we've just had to go through for the past two weeks uh, with Summer Game Fest. With me, as you can already tell by their mouthing off and cheering attitude, is the ever illustrious Kelsey Dean Book. Say hi, Kels. Hi, Kels. And also, you know, not to be underestimated, especially in this hot and sweaty weather, we have Moist Owlet, a.k.a. James. <laughs> Hello. Very moist okay, today. Right. <laughs> yeah, very moist. Now, I think we should just keep this candid and have a flow of consciousness. So if we're going to go conference by conference, we can make it a little quicker. Is that okay? Uh, we have, we've all watched pretty much everything, right? I haven't watched every single right? conference, so that's not going to work. <laughs> I have. Okay, I have. Well, uh, I had the PlayStation, the Xbox, and the PC notes down. Yeah. Okay. I uh, yeah, I've just kind of focused on my general thoughts from the stuff that I saw, which was PlayStation, Summer Games Fest, Xbox, and I skimmed through the Capcom one. That's fair. Honestly, I think we'll be fine. Really, I, like I've seen pretty much bits and pieces of all of them yeah. as well. Like I've only played, uh, played. Yeah, I've played the entire conference. Actually, completed, mate. Um, so we should between between us a very you know casual ramshackle overview of what we think we like, what we're excited for, and what we don't think is so great. So out of the gate, I want to be a bit spicy and say that I kind of feel that the PlayStation conference was a little bit mid this time. If you're not into Spider-Man or into Final Fantasy 16, two games that have already been announced, there wasn't really much for you here this time. Uh, don't get me wrong, the Spider-Man gameplay demo was pretty fantastic, you know, in terms of showing you what's going to happen, tagging between the characters and all that things, but we already knew that game existed. Um, Weren't you otherwise... excited for Project Q, Steve? <laughs> <laughs> I, there were at least two people that were excited about Project Q. I not one, one, of the, one of them was Jim Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> it was, uh, yeah, it was a really random... I thought it was cool. I thought it was a really cool thing. Sure. To, But at the same time, Steam did it about five, six years ago. First. Steam Deck's Steam... not been out that long. No, with the Steam Link. Oh, like you can put a Steam Link anywhere in your house, and you just connect. You can just play anything anywhere. Well, yeah, and like then around your house with a Steam Link. The Wii U also did it because that's what it is. It's a Wii U yeah. gamepad. <laughs> you can't. Yeah, true. You can't yeah, yeah, like yeah. be outside with it. It's just stream the games over your <laughs> Wi-Fi at home, which is is great. I mean, if like I feel like it's one of those things where if I just had loads of money, like loads of expendable income, yeah, I'd probably have one. That'd be handy, but. Mm. It's yeah. It was kind it's of. Good. It's a luxury, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it, it's a complete luxury. So, yeah, yeah I thought the. It I reminds would, me. I like, oh. I, like, I like that they're. I like that we're kind of moving into a space, and I know Kels, you kind of agree with me here, like where, um, we're appreciating cloud gaming more, <laughs> right? But to buy a console essentially to do it, yeah, it's mm. kind of, yeah, kind of like, yeah, you have to have the <laughs> PS Five. It's like kind of defeats defeats the point. Um. But yeah. yeah, right. Wait, it's not its own separate piece of kit. It actually is like basically an add on for the PS5. 100%. It's a Wii U gamepad with Sony branding on. <sighs> you, you, the, the PlayStation Portable and the Vita, right? God bless and rest in peace, were a great piece of kit. And this feels like it's almost a, a sacrilegious artifact among them, if that makes any sense. Literally, mm, yes, they disappointing. Ha they haven't uh, released any like features or anything about it. So I don't want to be too harsh on it just yet. Because it might, maybe it'll bring something new. It doesn't. Um, um, I'm not. Sh it doesn't even have an OLED screen, which I, I don't care about. But the PS Vita had an OLED screen. It said LCD screen, so it's very much a budget, you know, budget, you know, add-on for your <laughs> PS Five. There's no native gameplay on it. It's just streaming over your Wi-Fi. So, 
Yeah. Sorry mm. for bringing it to Project Q. I know we're not like, but yeah, I, I I saw that. I think the only thing, the only other thing that everybody was excited for, and then there was one game that I was very excited for on there, but we're going to talk about that later mm. anyway because it was on several, um, it was on several kind of lists. But uh, there was Marathon that was mm. announced, um, yeah. which everyone was surprised about. I remember when it came when it came up on the screen. I was like. This is Destiny because everybody looked kind of Destiny-ish, and then <laughs> I started looking at all the colors, and some things are a bit off. And then, then I was like, Look, "This is a bit strange." And then it was announced like a new marathon game was being played. It was being announced. I low key thought it was going to be like, "Here is the System Shock port for PlayStation Five with all the weird like insectoid cybernetic stuff going on." Um, seeing that, like, I don't know what the heck an extraction shooter is. I'm sorry, I'm old, but. Seeing Bungie basically go from, you know, Marathon to Halo to Destiny and now back again is kind of fun. Uh, hopefully it's going to be like a big hit. Actually, yeah, I was going to say that the PlayStation Showcase was a total bust for me, but I like interesting FPS concepts, so yeah, I'll take that. Well, it wasn't um, a total bust. You got a trailer for the Gran Turismo movie, so... Um, I forgot about that. Yeah, I think, uh, oh. I, I think the Sony Showcase <laughs> was a joke, to be honest. I know I come off as like a fanboy and a hater, but... I know plenty of people who are Sony PlayStation owners that watch that and thought, what's coming after Spider-Man? There's, they know that they're making a Wolverine game in like five yeah. years' time, but there was nothing yeah. for that. There's, It feels like it was the Project Q, Spider-Man, a bunch of indie games, and a Splatoon ripoff. And Oh, was, God, yeah. I, I think it was... I forgot about Foam Stars. Surprising. I think Sony have had a very good run of games in recent times and yeah it was just very mid as you said Steve um, there was better stuff across the other shows by far in my opinion mm. you had you had you had MGS oh you're gonna you get did. Metal Gear Solid Delta you did but I that, feel like that, was... um, that game is now coming with a huge caveat I mean for a start the reveal it was like it was the worst kept secret everyone sort of knew it was coming and then we got the very short CG trailer um and then you kind of come to learn that, okay, Konami are doing this. They have recruited an external like Chinese studio to do it. Um, and they're just going to reuse all the original voice dialogue, I think, as well. So, yeah, as excited as I am for that, I'm concerned it's going to be the biggest cash-in of all the remakes we've seen so far. And I don't know how much love and care is going into that, so... Remains so when you put it like that, that's fair. That that scares me a little. That sounds like we're going to take the Pachinko FMV graphical like template yeah. and basically just skin, reskin MGS3, which is a shame. Yeah, my and that's you know I love to. Be, I'm generally really positive, but I do love to be cynical now and again. And I just think Konami's track record in the past seven years is not good. And I think they looked around <laughs> yeah. and saw everyone doing incredibly well off remakes and thought, oh, we'll have some of that. And then they're just doing it in the most kind of the stress-free, easiest, high profitability way they can. You know, they're not even making it internally, so they're not really back in the business of games. I know we've got Silent Hill Two coming as well, but that's that's Bluebird. Um, so, you know, and I don't. I, uh, their games are sort of up and down, depending on what you think. Um, but yeah, it's. Mm. I was excited that MGS Three got announced, and you know, but from a Sony fan sort of point of view, it's not. It, it's a it's a multi-platform game. It's going to be on PC and Xbox as well. So just as far as the showcase goes, you know, we're talking about the showcases. It wasn't really a yeah, an exciting point for Sony. So there was a lot of third-party stuff that they showed off, and that was one of them. Mm, that's. I mean, uh, uh, shall we move on to the quote-unquote next in line, the big one, Mr. Jeff Keighley, uh, <laughs> Summer Game Fest. All right, um. Mm. I feel like this was also in in the bracket of a little bit mid. Uh, not not to throw everything under. There was some announcements I was actually kind of hyped for, you know, uh, like a Dragon Gaiden, a first look of it, like the the, the, the smallest, tensest little morsels of uh, Kiryu gameplay with his new Agent Spider-Man whip and stuff, uh, which was neat. Um, but other than that, it was more very felt like E3 of old. Uh, was starting to creep back in with like you know we had Nicolas Cage on stage doing a bit a talking about Dead by Daylight and I've got to be honest other than like the the Final Fantasy 7 reveal which 
may or may not have upset a lot of people with the way they teased it. Uh, I don't really remember much about what's going on there. Uh, there are obviously a few games there, but I mean, what do you guys I, think? I think when it comes to the Final Fantasy, it's funny, you know, because I, I, that Final Fantasy VII announcement was so weird because he said the rumors are true. Yeah. But everybody knew it was happening. Mm. Like it wasn't a rumor at all. Like for the past, for the past uh, like two months or so, the crew and the developers of this game have been announcing small things about Rebirth. <laughs> They've been putting out tweets about it, literally talking about it. Like it wasn't a rumor, Jeff. It happened. <laughs> it was. It's happened. We knew it was happening, right? And I'm doubly annoyed, right? Because he sat there. Right, and started saying all these things about an old, like, an old developer and over the many years, and they're so respected, and, you know, and I'm going, it's Dragon Age. Yeah, yeah years of Bio, legions <laughs> of Bioware fans are all gasping in hope, and then they're suddenly know, silenced. <laughs> you know, it's like, of course it's not Final Fantasy VII, because they are, we already know it's fun. It's not that. Um, they've, we knew that Fable was coming, which we'll talk about later on, right? It has to be Dragon Age. But no, it wasn't Dragon Age. It was a cool cinematic. But you learn, you learn more. Inf- you learn more information by just following the Final Fantasy VII Twitter than you mm. did that cinematic. It showed you the beginning of the the explosion um, of Sector Seven. It I, I, honestly, right? it's a bit nine narratively grey. Like I, I, I am ascribing to the the multiverse angles uh moderate spoilers for final fantasy 7 the remake that came out just like a few years ago you got i haven't played okay. it yet but <laughs> it, it it's got it's leaning into like there may or may not be multiple universes time travel uh, fate has been altered and basically cancelled out at the end of that game so they, they have oh, okay. a means to forge their own history and make their own path um and it, it kind of looks like the, there's zach is living in the darkest timeline while the the, the original cast are doing a new retelling of the original adventure but again that's up in the air it might not be that's partial fan theory um i am surprised that was the end of the summer game fest showcase because it's still console exclusive i i would have thought that would have been at the playstation showcase yeah because it's still playstation exclusive um yeah well that, that, well actually that that's not being confirmed yet i don't think because they made a, they did make a tweet with a little thing on it that kind of alluded that it would be available to everybody, but it didn't say precisely that it would be, right? It's just yeah. Mm, so we don't okay. quite know yet. I hope it is available to everybody, because game companies just don't understand that you earn more money doing that, <laughs> <laughs> right? Um, I, I, I've seen many an internet argument justifying exclusivity of third party titles, and they're all tosh. Um, yeah. But that's 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 an argument for another time. I mean, Kels, you seem yeah, awfully you awfully dignified and respectful. Is there anything that jumped out at Summer Games Fest for you? Right. Okay. So I, I just want to preface this with: so Summer Game Fest had two of my favourite trailers from the entire season, which I'll get to in a minute. But like what you were talking about there, James, about the way he led into Final Fantasy, I think that's just a small part of the. SHIT show that was the Summer Games Fest to be honest with you because it, it wasn't the only time he did that on the show there was something earlier with like an ad campaign as well where the crowd even piped up and then then he said no not that and I can't remember the brand I don't even care to remember DoorDash it. yeah it was DoorDash yeah um, and also you know I like I you know you guys know me like I'm not somebody to kind of go online and preach and shout and moan but there wasn't a single woman on the summer games like the summer games fest right and you can't tell me that all of those games that they presented that there wasn't a developer there wasn't a community manager there wasn't someone who worked at one of these studios that couldn't come on stage and present these games and I just think things like that when you sit back and think about it it's like how this is a catastrophic failure for something as big as mm. Summer Games Fest and Jeff Keighley, who's supposed to be, you know, the new guy with the big shows. This is the guy running the Game Awards, and it's like they should come away from that show ashamed of themselves. Like I was thinking about this in the car on the way back from work today. Like I was like, oh, is it, is it that big of a deal? And I'm just like, yes, it is that big of a deal. It's actually insane that that happened. That they got through like two hours, nearly two hours of what was a generally pretty boring show anyway, 
and there wasn't a single female mm. on stage. So yeah, it's just that's kind of my rant out the way. And I don't make a habit of talking about stuff like that, but it's just embarrassing to be honest. And f- coming off the back of the Sony showcase, which wasn't good, Summer Games Fest wasn't great, but it did have two of my favourite trailers for games that I'm most excited about, which was Sonic Superstars and the DLC for Shredder's Revenge. But there we go. Oh yes, I forgot about that. That's uh, oh, it's they're, they're going a bit multiverse with it, aren't they? There's a rabbit character whose name escapes me, but they're doing like you can even get like the old turtle skins and stuff modeled after all of the shows. That's right. Uh, it looks like it's going to be fantastic, and you know, Sonic Superstars. Okay, so yeah. You're, I love me a good Sonic game. Yeah, like, I, I don't think we're going to see any of the issues that we saw with Sonic 4. I think this, they've learned from their mistakes. I think it looks fantastic. Uh, obviously, I'm a Sonic fan, uh, so I'm excited when there's any Sonic news. Um, but the main, so one of the main reasons, genuinely, that I got so excited about Sonic Superstars and the Shredder's Revenge DLC. So Shredder's Revenge is like my kid's favourite game. Like, he plays it all the mm-hmm. time. And... Whenever an update comes to a game that he loves, he just loses his mind completely. And it's a multiplayer game, and we play it together. And then Sonic Superstars also had a big section in the trailer that said, Team Up, and it showed, you know, in the classic style, with Sonic and Tails, Knuckles and Tails, or whatever, who you, whoever you want to be, do the levels together. And so I just saw that and was like, yeah, it's just a huge win for me. It doesn't even need to be a masterpiece of a game. Uh, I think it's out next year, it may have said. 20, or did it say fall? It might have said later this year, possibly. I don't know. I want to say fall. Yeah, I might, um, might be getting their dates mixed up, but I think they're both out relatively soon. So, yeah, I was just, despite the the horror show that was the Games Fest, both of those games look great, and I'm very excited for both of them. Yeah, I mean, touching on Sonic, it's surprising. After, like, the, the reasonable fan reception to Sonic Frontiers being like, yeah, it's actually pretty good. Yeah, I like this. They've still turned around and gone, yeah, we're going to make a classic Sonic game now, which is great because it means I'm being catered to for once. Yeah, um, I think um, that's. I, I still haven't played Sonic Frontiers um, because, well, just various reasons, money. And I'd planned to get it on the Switch and then that turned out to be, like, a really bad version of it. So I just didn't and then it just passed mm. me by. But... Yeah, it but, just looks like classic Sonic, that style. And I think, you know, if it isn't broke, don't fix it. I, like everybody, would have loved to have seen a full-blown Sonic Mania 2, like Sonic Mania 2, but mm. I think this is the closest we're ever going to get to that. So I'll take it, and yeah, I'm happy with it. I now, was, um, sorry. Um, I was just going to say, there was a game that wasn't there, and Steve was very upset. We didn't get Bloodborne. However, we did get Lies of P in a demo. So I was going to lead you in, James. What did you oh, think okay. of that? Oh, okay. I will talk about that quick. I will talk about that after because uh, I just wanted to bring up a quick thing about Sonic because um, they were making out at first like it was going to be a remake of some kind. Yeah. Uh, like it felt like that, and there mm. was like a section, really cool bit, uh, where they went from the old sprites to the new version. Um, I just wanted to ask, like, do we think they're going to have kind of a button that changes it? Like kind of mm. a la Command and Conquer, like where you can here's the old style, here's the new style. Yeah, there, yeah, there is also a bit in the trailer where it looks like an old like that's not the only bit at the start of the trailer. There's a bit later where all the characters are in the old 16 bit style. I think the world around them is possibly not, but it moves by really mm. quickly. I'd have to go through frame by frame. So it seems like there's definitely going to be some kind of sort of possible moving backwards and forwards. Whether there's like a button, I, like you say, like like the Master Chief yeah. Collection, you can do that as well, can't you? You switch back and see mm. the yeah. graphics. I mean, that that feel, it feels like that stuff's like possible. It's the kind of stuff that you would have always loved to have. These days, it's very possible to do that if they put the time in. Mm. So it's de- certainly doable, yeah. but whether they've bothered to, I don't know. It'd be awesome. <laughs> yeah. I, I was just saying, it would be really cool. I, the first game uh, of a console that I ever owned was Sonic. Sonic 1 on the Mega Drive in 1991. Yeah. And I spent the entire weekend playing it. <laughs> and it, when I saw that on the screen, I was like, oh, it takes me back to, to those times. It was really nice. James, to think, James, I spent think. my entire life playing it. <laughs> <laughs> I've only spent a weekend, so I, I'm not a, I'm not a true fan yeah. um, of Sonic. Um, <laughs> yeah. Hashtag fake fan. <laughs> Um, get him, <laughs> <Yeah>. internet. Um, <laughs> just out of shot, there are seven Chaos Emeralds on a fine display, just like Kelsey like worships them every night. Uh, oh, yeah. dear. Um, so, Liza P, uh, 
Yeah, I am so shocked at how good this game looked on my PC. <laughs> I, For I, listeners' reference, James's PC is a bit of a shed, only slightly less of a shed it's, than mine. It's um, it's it, it would my PC would do very well in 2014. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I uh, <laughs> I I started the de- I I downloaded the demo. And the demo is like 22 gigabytes, which is huge for a demo. And I start playing it, and immediately I'm in like I, I love the surrounding. You're in this bloodborne esque Victorian French slash Italian like kind of architectures all around you. It's very muted colors around you, but so is Bloodborne in a way. Though Bloodborne has a lot of colors as well, it has way more colors than Liza P. But yeah, the main character Timothy Chalamet looks amazing. Um, Wait I, a minute, that's that's a Dune reference. <laughs> uh, well, it's an actor. He, he he looks like Timothy. He looks like Timmy. Um, but yeah, the the combat. I, I uh, Bergs was with me for part of it, but I played through the entire thing. It was just under four hours of of gameplay for me. We kept on thinking. We got to a boss. and kept on thinking. Sure, it's going to stop here, right? No. Got to another boss. No. And another one, no. And then there was a final one, which was very clearly the end of demo boss because it was. It took me all the other bosses. I like one shot, and then there's one boss. It took me about fifteen attempts so, uh, before I killed him. I was like, "Oh, there it is. There's the there's the Dark Souls Bloodborne esque kind of boss fight that I expected." Is it still die respawn at the nearest lamp slash lantern yeah. kind of thing? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, it's changed. It's changed some things. So if you are on your last. Uh, Estus, um, <laughs> in this game, it's called a pulse cell. I think um, if you're on your last one and you ingest it or you put it into yourself or whatever, um, if you attack things, you can get another one. So okay. you can give yourself. It's kind of like a mixture between Bloodborne and its own kind of mechanics, which is kind well, of that, neat. That's good. So it's like you know, a b the closest thing we're going to get to a Bloodborne two because apparently that's a dirty word. At whoever's running from Soft or Sony, whoever's got the rights, <laughs> uh, and doing its own thing too. Um, yeah, I, I, I do. I want to talk as well about the theme. The theme is Pinocchio. It's a, it's a, it's the Pinocchio story, but put into a dark, gritty world um, where there are these creepy robots everywhere. Some kind of huge rampage has happened. You know the AI has gone rampant, <laughs> um, and they've basically killed killed everybody. You start the game, and there's a whole hall full of dead people, um, and there's just this policeman who a, a robot policeman who's pounding them into the ground. <laughs> like it's it's pretty horrendous. Um, yeah, but when it comes to, like Liza P, it never dropped a frame. I was having a great time with it. It looked beautiful and. You know, I think Digital Foundry did a video about the what they thought of it, and they right. they made some pretty, um, they made some pretty, they they criticized it quite a lot for its uh, how it looked and stuff and how it ran. And I'm like, listen, I have a 2014 PC and it ran great on my system. So yeah, I but don't you're know. not running like ray tracing and all the rest of it, James. That's you're, true. You're running it potato mode like true. I would. That um, is true. Yeah, I, I I am not part of that club yet. <laughs> Okay, um, there was one other game that caught my eye, and I'll admit it's probably a bit niche because it's an anime weeby game, uh, and it's the one with the Akira Toriyama being involved. You know, the Dragon Ball guy. Uh, I want to say it's Sandland. Sandland, uh, yeah, yeah, which seems seems to be somewhere between Mad Max and Dragon Ball, with a lot of open world building, a tank, and fighting. Looks kind of fun. It's actually ticking a lot of boxes for me as something a bit different from the Breath of the Wilds, in that it's got that kind of Toriyama charm. Uh, I, I not obviously can't go that in depth with it, other than it looks really nice. And apparently, it's got a legacy as a it was a manga Toriyama wanted to do, but then it's now become a game because he couldn't be bothered to make it a manga. I, I, so you turn I, I, into a game. I, I, that sounds <laughs> like more work, but I applaud his laziness. Um, <laughs> right. So, moving on then. Are we all good to move on to the Actually, Xbox conference? Or do you have something no, else you want no, to say? No, I'm not. Um, <laughs> I, I've had nothing we but think about, um, good things about Liza P. I just wanted to say, by the way, like every right. like content creator <laughs> and podcast I've listened to over the past week have all just like sung its praises and talked about that demo. I haven't tried it myself, but 
Yeah, it's out soon as well. It's like September. It's really, yeah. really soon. Mm-hmm. Not long. I mean, it's been it's been teased for a long time, yeah. hasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And like, like, uh, Game Awards I, last year, if not before. And they didn't, unlike kind of like Deathloop or Redfall or I could what, go. What's that one. game? What's that game? That 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 magic F- for FPS game that's just irritating and it's here all the time. Avium? That's the new. Avium. Yeah, Immortals yeah. something something Avium. That's the new yeah. Redfall. The new. Death loop, but it's yeah. here all the time. Yeah. Just screen time, but please like, go away. But Liza P didn't do that. Like it, it kind of there. Here's a little bit of a teaser, and like it did make it a big deal. And then you know it was like, okay, well that's that done, and we'll hit. Yeah, it was nice. Um, yeah, the one thing I wanted to say, just as kind of mostly as a joke, but what did we think of Gollum two? <laughs> I mean, you know, there's plenty of good Lord of the Rings games in the past. So when I've, so when I see a trailer for a new one, I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm I'm not going to write it off just because of um, you know, Gollum. It looks terrible. It, is this this Minds yeah. of Moria game? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Return to Moria, Lord of the Rings, Return to Moria. Yeah, it's you have a look at that. If you have a look at that trailer, it's a mobile game. Yeah, it's very much like, a mobile game. I, I was looking at it and going, this is not, this is a game. I, I just played Dragon Age Inquisition, right? The graphics in uh, Return to Moria is way worse than even Inquisition, and that released over 10, uh, 10 years ago. Yeah. Mm. Right? And it, that's inexcusable. Um, yeah, I think we might be getting a, a, a delay with Return to Moria. <laughs> I, I like, mean, the, the whole em- Embracer group's going through a big reshuffle because oh, yeah, of the uh, the fantastic performance of Gollum. <laughs> uh, I, I'm all for, you know, not being just too big tents in gaming, right? I don't want to just be, here's, here's Sony, here's Microsoft, <coughs> here's Nintendo. That's three big tents, Steve. Well, but you get the point, right? I, I'm all for new people throwing their hat in the ring and trying to, like, publish stuff, but there's also a level of competence you must approach. You can't just... You know, well, bottom dollar this what's thing. Crazy, not, not the so space. I was hearing for a while, I think everyone assumed they were buying studios to sell at a profit because everyone was like, they're not going to make any games. And they were buying loads of like studios that had never made anything or like made anything mm. good. So it was like, okay, yeah, you're going to inject something into them and then sell them off. But then they've this news has come out where they've just started sacking everybody. And it's like, oh, no, you're just, you had no plan. You're completely incompetent. And yeah, maybe some of the stuff from the past year with games not working and live services just shutting down one after the other they're like oh we probably can't deal with this so yeah i I don't expect them to be and they i think they said oh this isn't going to affect the development of tomb raider and stuff but yeah i don't see that going well i mean we're sort of side tracking a little bit here but i know but it is it's current around it, it, it happened during summer game fest it's part of the event (laughs) <laughs> um, <laughs> so I guess we can we can skirt around current news ish. Um, it's relevant. Yeah, yeah. I'm just trying to look at who's under their umbrella right now. I'm like kind of worried. I uh, know THQ Eidos is Montreal, Crystal Dynamics. The so uh, did you say THQ Nordic? Is it THQ? Yeah, yeah THQ Nordic. Um, and then they were buying IPs as well. So I guess they bought some of that Lord of the Rings stuff. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's but there, there was loads of random studios that if you name you said the name, you'd be like, I have no idea who they are because they've never made mm. anything. And it was like, yeah, okay, they're going to sell them at a profit, but <laughs> no, they're just shutting them down. So I don't get it. It's really, it's really sad, isn't it? Yeah, it's I just idi- it's yeah. idiots, absolutely idiots that yeah. think they can get into an industry and then, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> there'll be lots of talented people buried in there, but like you know, I mean, for example, you've got three D realms in there, and they look like they're making some fantastic content and late. Um, but they're niche, and they're only a small fragment of a larger whole. Uh, right. So uh, the Xbox conference. This was, I think, the most classic E three feeling in that we actually had people coming out onto stage. Now you know, as much as Jeff's. Summer Game Fest to also have that kind of nuance and feel. This was the one that felt like we're straight back in like, you know, the heyday of 2015, 2016. Um, I don't know if I would say that every game there enraptured me, but I think it was, considering the back of the other two conferences, I actually maintained focus and attention for most of it, oh, yeah. uh, which says a lot. Yeah. Um, you know, because I also have the issue of not being able to focus on anything for more than five minutes. Do we have any games that we're excited about? 
Oh yeah. Who's going yeah, first? The big one. Should we just talk about the big one first? Are we talking about the big one first? Are we? <laughs> so there's Starfield. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes, Star- Starfield. Star- what? Starfield. <laughs> the game Never that they delayed a year because they would have competed with Elden Ring and lost. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, it looks great. It looks very good. Like I, the bit. Do you know the bit that sold me is when. Todd was going back into his ship and he says, Oh, and by the way, Sir Wordsworth, or whatever the bloody robot's name was, he says, He says your name. Yeah. Right. And I'm like, As soon as I play this game, I am naming myself Penis Butt. Yeah, but. Or something like or something. that, you know? It's, it's going to be. This you is know, a PG I... show, gentlemen, please, by all means. <laughs> um... <laughs> it's. I, I was sold at that moment. And then when he started talking about customization of ships and stuff i was like i'm gonna make the nostromo i'm gonna make the salako like because they also kept on saying freighters and purposes yeah and i was like that is so alien i'm Mm. just gonna make an alien ship and yeah i was it was very exciting the starfield deep dive that followed the direct was remarkably more in-depth than I was giving it credit for. Like, you know, it, this game is out in, what, November? Something like that? September. And, early and we, September. We're early September. Uh, yes. Starfield. Yep, September okay. the 6th. Um, yep. And we already have, like, details on basically how level-up system works, the, the general idea of how dialogue system works, uh, the, the the ship building and base building. Uh, yeah, it's, it's shaping up to be kind of tasty. It kind of has that No Man's Sky feel, but a bit more of a Bethesda feel to the actual world and you know there's going to be a story and lore behind just a simulation don't get me wrong I love me some No Man's Sky a new update came for that recently it's fantastic but um, derailing Uh, the only real complaint I have about Starfield is I don't vibe with the aesthetic of the weaponry and the suits Um, but that's that's a small thing you know I'm sure I'll find some like tattered and battered looking bandit stuff that'll look better than the very boxy and square um, I, the, I the ships mean. don't suffer with this, but like uh, seeing a square shotgun made me go. Do not like this. They do, they do like have this. a <laughs> they do have a generic look to them. Mm. Like, but that's that yeah. might be the nature of the beast. I get the feeling there is like random generation in the how they behave anyway. Um, yeah, uh, for me, like as star as cool as Starfield was, it was great to see Senua again because. The Hellblade Senua's Sacrifice was one of my like favourite games that came out. Yes, it's got very simple combat and it's a very simple story, but it's just the way they did sound and stuff. And that was actually still present in uh, when you could listen to the conference on the headphones, which was nice. Um, but the standout is Yakuza Infinite Wealth <laughs> because we saw a naked man on a beach for all of 10 minutes. It was hilarious. Penis. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, that's a point Kels you had a very important question you wanted to ask did they model a penis like listen, <laughs> I know some behind the scenes stuff of like movie making and stuff and I know I, I, I feel it in my bones no pun intended that those developers absolutely modelled a penis because why wouldn't you because you know because you want realism you want the physics correct it would be silly not to so it exists, it's there for people who want to pretend that it's not and I think it was fantastic. I thought I thought that trailer, I mean, did more for... Steve, you might not like me saying this, but I thought that trailer did more for Yakuza as a franchise than anything in recent years because... No, that's fine. It's just... I, 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 I vibe. It's just kind of... And to, for it to be at that showcase, you know, that's a big deal for Xbox in their relationship with Japan and I just think it's... that. If you were going to pick a way to go to show that that game there, that's the way to do it, rather than, I think, show too much about what happens in the game. Because that is pe- what people are talking about, and it caught people's eye, and it made people laugh. And I think it just encapsulated, you know, the tone that they wanted. And, yeah, it was beautiful. Really well done. I uh, Yeah, as someone who last year went, like, deep on the Yakuza series, like, you know, played has played every mainline one available on console now, there's actually that brief snippet said a lot about their intentions. Like, obviously, humour has been a big thing in the series across the board. Nothing quite as ridiculous as waking up face down, probably drugged, and uh, on a beach naked. But at the same token, this is going to be the first time that a Like a Dragon Yakuza-style game is out of Japan. Mm. Like in the states uh, that 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 means a lot because there is always in the in those games iconography like your medicines your items your gear is normally stuff that really does exist in japan and i wonder how that's going to translate because 
there's a lot of iconography and stuff that's unique to that series that's now not necessarily going to be the only you know the only thing in the pot. Not, not to mention that Ichiban's amazing. Like, you know, if there was ever a follow-up of a character from Kiryu, you might as well have, like, you know, a cheerful chap like him. Also, I hope he gets some clothes because he looks really cold. <laughs> Something I wish I was right now. Um, um, I'm going right. to just quickly... I'm going to jump back to Starfield. Just quickly, generally, so Xbox Showcase, I think it didn't have a very high bar to clear, but it was easily no. the best showcase of the season. I thought they did really well with sticking to trailer, trailer, trailer just a person talking for like one minute and then back to the trailers like that was really good mm-hmm. um everything you saw was i mean they claim you know this again you can take this take this stuff with a grain of salt they everything was in engine captured on you know consoles it was all labeled it was either in-game cutscenes or in-game cinematics there could have been more gameplay like you talked about hellblade 2 like all right you've convinced us with the vi- visuals you've done it you don't need to show us anything else it looks amazing would have been good to maybe see some combat or something like that. Um, so we didn't mm. really get that. Um, but Fable was another. Yeah, yes. Fa- Fable was another one where you know this this fantastic, which they did on afterwards when they did an interview. They're like, look, this is all in the game captured on the Series X. Of course, it's it's a cinematic that's been made, but within there, there were snippets of gameplay that were lacking a HUD and stuff like that, which. Between, I mean, Fable's not going to be out next year. Everything else got dates of the end of this year or 2024 labels. Fable had nothing, so that's 2025 mm. at the earliest. So how much it will do- develop between now and then remains to be seen, but I thought the trailer was great. You know, National Treasure, Richard Iowadi, front and centre. Like, great surprise to see him. So I think the show opened really strong, and there was strong stuff throughout. Um, but Starfield, like... Yeah, I just, I can't, the direct in particular, um, it's one of the craziest things I've ever seen. Like, it's the type of game where, you know, we've mentioned No Man's Sky. This isn't No Man's Sky. Mm. It's it's doing a lot of similar things to No Man's Sky, but it's not. It's if No Man's Sky, James, I think you said, if it was made by like a thousand people instead of ten. Mm-hmm. And that, yeah. that difference is going to show, and I think it showed during the direct, they went through... Any questions I had about the game have sort of all been answered and now I'm just desperate to play it because I was hesitant, as a lot of people were. I was intrigued and excited because I love Bethesda through all their ups and downs and I think they do stuff in games that other games don't do. That's just the way it is. Um, You know, completely interactive worlds and all that kind of stuff. So to see them do that with Starfield was like, are they going to pull it off? And last year, the stuff we saw looked fine like it didn't i don't think it blew anyone away last year it was a bit monochromatic yeah that was my yeah. main takeaway of the, now they showed a lot more color i noticed which is definitely an improvement yeah so um, i think they went out of their way to say no no no, we've got a big game here and there was like a hint at the end of possibly like jedi powers or something like that and it's just yeah it ha- it's the type of game that i would imagine when I was a kid that I want to play and it was just doing so much stuff I I cannot express how excited I am about it I I am baffled how anyone can watch that and even if it's like sci-fi RPGs aren't your thing you can't just go wow that's pretty incredible what they've pulled off there because I I think it's going to be a very transformative game I think it's doing a lot obviously for Xbox um yeah and I think it was <laughs> Whether it was the no, most... No, 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 yeah, you're right. I'm looking at a list here of, like, it's actually... Yeah, that was definitely a strong contender for big game, and there's a lot of big games in that whole thing. I mean, sci-fi RPGs alone. Yeah, I know, it zoomed in on me, okay? okay. <laughs> it went right um, into your mouth like, as you the, were talking. The, 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 uh, but there was a really other big sci-fi RPG that's technically just a DLC update that was thrown in there as well, but we managed to get Keanu Reeves back yes. to have a busted microphone yeah, and tell us that? about Phantom of Liberty. He sounded like a robot when he, he was talking. He sounded like he was talking into the microphone <laughs> and it was a bit too close. Wait, no. It was a bit too close. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. James, I think you're the one who's got logged full hours and 100% of Cyberpunk. Oh, yeah. Are you oh, excited? Yeah, yeah, I 100%ed this game a few months ago and, you know, I... So when it first released, of course I didn't play on my PC. Because again, it's a PC from 2014. Um, runs Lies of P, but doesn't run Cyberpunk. But then again, I don't <laughs> exactly, think anything yeah. runs Cyberpunk back in. Yeah. Um, 
but it's like the new crisis isn't it but <laughs> like <laughs> but um yeah it uh, with patches and hard work by CD Projekt Red and I know there's been a lot of controversy and valid controversy as well like about how they've been treating their employees etc mm. um, they've really tried hard we got edge runners like which really bumped up the game yeah. which made me want to go back into it that's what that's what they wanted yeah. they wanted players to go back into the game after they did all these patches and yeah, I didn't get the most perfect, I didn't get the most pretty game while I was playing it, but I had so much fun playing this game. And one of my biggest questions leaving Cyberpunk, um, is it okay to say spoilers? Uh, spoiler spoilers. warning for Cyberpunk 2077. The game's been out for right. a few years. I've not played it, but I don't <laughs> mind spoilers. Like, and I've not, I've okay, only so. not played it because of just time and stuff. Like now I hear it's very playable and I'm, I keep meaning to start it. Yeah. And then this year there's just been like a game every single month that's come out. So I haven't, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mm. But I yeah, mean, sorry, James. To be fair, Kels, you might want to yeah, yeah. get, um, yeah. So basically you find out that V, uh, you find, well, actually you find out right at the beginning that V has, who's the main character, has no chance of surviving. Mm. Um, she's going to die, or he's going to die, or they're going to die. Like, it's going to happen. Um, so, and no matter what you do, kind of changes that. Um, like, you can give yourself more time, mm. um, or you can go off on your own terms, you know, and, like, in terms, because there's several endings to Cyberpunk. This <clears throat> DLC starts off with Keanu Reeves' character, Johnny Silverhand, saying, you know, there's a chance that we could save you, or I'm paraphrasing, but, you know, that we could save you, you know, and I, you know, Netro and I, who's a fan of the the show, uh, we were talking about, like, there has to be, in a world um, where, you know, people, like, hacking and cyber hacking and neural interfaces and you know, AI and stuff like that, there has to be a way that V is saved. You know, mm. we just, there has to be a way. I know that the cyberpunk universe is all about kind of dystopian, and I love that stuff, right? Dystopian kind of futures, and there there is a sad ending, bittersweet ending, always is, right? I hope this DLC gives us a good ending. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, or it gives you the choice of having one, even if it means making very bad decisions. <laughs> I mean, like, it's controversial, but giving a true, real, happy ending as a post-release DLC is not necessarily, like you know, a, a positive aspect in 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 the wider scope of things. People sometimes get mad about that, but this looks like it's Escape from New York in the Cyberpunk universe, so I'm all on board. Uh, you know, I was all on board it, when the president is like in a slum in Night City. Let's go mess it up. Also, we're completely reworking the game and rebalancing it. Yeah, that's so, right, I've, and it's and it's got Idris Elba in it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was just going to say, like, I'm going to hold off because. A couple of things I've read says that it's not... Okay, this is not just a DLC. It's a game expansion. It's going to cost, like, 35 quid. And they've changed mm-hmm. the skill trees and changed loads of stuff. They've changed, like, the way that the police react to crime and stuff like that. So it's very much... Yeah, I've heard fundamental changes to the core game. So in a way, I'm kind of like, oh, I'm sad I didn't get to experience it originally. But people are saying it's improved even more. So it looked, I think it looks great. You know, it would give me a reason they- to play it down the line. CD Projekt Red, every time, like The Witcher 3, for instance, Wild Hunt, like they, I think they announced, uh, they released two expansions for that. Yeah, they did. Um, And each one was really big. Mm -hmm. Like it was like a whole new area and they changed a whole bunch of stuff. And yeah, so I expect that. It's it's kind of like From Software. From Software do the same thing when they release DLCs. They don't just like give you a couple extra costumes and like, you know, uh, an arena to fight in. They give you a whole new story to dive into. Um yeah, that 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 is it's not my my most hype thing about the Xbox showcase, because I think that's still Starfield on par mm. with something else. Right, but uh I'm very excited about it. I get to see Idris Elba, so that's great. Um, now <laughs> I have I have a problem because obviously we only have so much time for a amour, you know, a, a moment of relief. It's only a fleeting moment. And we have a little bit more to get to. Um, so I want to very quickly ask opinions on things like Kelsey you are big in Fallout you know tapes in the waist plug 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 link in the description tapes in the waist uh, Kelsey's Fallout project and podcast uh, there was some DLC announced for Fallout 76 Atlantic City are yep. we excited so I, I'm not sure of the scope of it so if you want to yeah so I, I made predictions like I, I said on tapes from the waist uh, that I wanted to see 
So they've been talking about a next-gen upgrade for Fallout for ages. That's still not here. I wanted to see a TV show for Fallout. You know, heaven forbid. I know it was a game showcase. Uh, and I wanted to see 76 <laughs> get airtime because, you know, they own, Xbox bought, have bought Bethesda. 76 Fallout is a flagship IP for them. And if that whole showcase went by and 76 didn't appear, I'd have been very upset. Like, because I think that's this is a game that through no matter what you think of it at launch we all know it had a terrible launch games do this it's not mm-hmm. the same game it was at launch it's it's completely different it's great to play now um so fallout 76 is a game that is a live service game for want of a better phrase that has persisted and is still there while others have come and gone since it released um and there's a reason Babylon for has literally fell yeah it's because it's a great game and it's had regular constant free content drops and it has a very solid player base even if you look on steam it's like always over six thousand, and that's not even the main place people play 76 the main place they play it is on console um so i was very excited to see 76 get some airtime uh for those who play the game know will know that it's an expedition which is essentially it's think of like a raid in destiny that's basically what it is it's a new location now that's not my preferred addition to Fallout 76. I'd much prefer the more story-focused quest lines. But, you know, there are a lot of people that enjoy it, and a lot of effort goes into it. And with the previous expedition we had, I said then, you can see the work that's gone in. New location, new enemies, new characters. But gameplay-wise, unless you've got five other friends to hook up with and devote an hour and a half to it, there's kind of no point in playing it. Like, I play solo, so... So it's great that it was there, but the update is personally not for me. And we literally just dropped a new episode of Tape from the Waste, uh, Tape from the Waste tonight, talking about that. So link in the description. Listen. Sorry, put a link in the description. Yeah. Um, right. There was one other thing at the Xbox conference. I know it's dominated a lot of the show, but let's be real. The trailers weren't there, and all the other ones. Uh, it's uh, Capcom. You know, us being a Resident Evil themed podcast, it's likely we'll be excited about a new Capcom project. In this case, it's not Onimusha. It is. I'm going to butcher this pronunciation, not intentionally. Uh, Kunitsugami Path it. of the Goddess. Yeah, that's it. Uh, it looks looks like it's a character action game with Japanese like mm-hmm. folklore as its main thrust, which. I guess, is a bit more than Onimusha was. Onimusha was Japanese demons specifically. So it looks kind of neat, but not enough really to chew on. Well, is that about a fair assessment? Yeah, but I mean, the, the crazy thing is that... So Capcom had a showcase, and it was like, well, they're like, oh, we won't show this at our showcase. Let's show it at the Xbox showcase. And for a showcase mm. that had lots of Japanese games, and Xbox is doing great now, for them to get that premiere, I thought was a big win. I think everybody who saw it thinks it looks beautiful. I would like to see more. Um, so yeah. Yes. James, you're pretty much on the same page. Or? I, th- I think we'll. I think we'll get the same thing as we got with Pragmata. I think we'll probably <laughs> see another like teaser from this next year and no release date, and this game will probably come out in 2032. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of Pragmata, let's move on to perhaps the, the, the wettest squib, unfortunately, as a Resident Evil fan, which was the Capcom showcase. Uh, yeah, no Resident Evil news. <laughs> uh, well, no, I mean, okay, Resident Evil 4 VR news. If you own a PlayStation yeah. 5 and a VR 2, your quid's in. That looks I like it's like going to be kind of the same trailer as the last one, though, wasn't it? I'm pretty sure it is. <laughs> uh, also, if you're one of the 12 people on Steam playing our reverse, you've got a shout out. <laughs> <laughs> 12 that's generous i don't i don't think it's that high steve yeah it was 11 when i'm I gonna mute my mic but you know hopefully you know you might have to put a bleep on the screen side but <laughs> <laughs> right yeah it, it could have been better it could have been better like uh yeah it's great to see street fighter 6 is going strong uh pragmata looks to be some kind of sci-fi shooter and yeah capcom town looks fun the main oh, draw for me is seeing that Mega Man still exists and the Ace Attorney <laughs> games are still getting love, as well as Ghost Trick. But unfortunately, I would argue they're not the big tent poles of Capcom that they used to be. So if you were there for Resident Evil, you were kind of boned. And Dragon's Dogma 2 was great, though. Yeah, yeah. I was leading into that, James. Do you want to tell us about it? <laughs> yeah, thanks, Merchant. <laughs> Stranger. <laughs> yeah, it was great. That's it. We don't have much time. So. No, no, <laughs> no, it's fine. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. We got to 
they gave us a, they gave us some copy paste of the previous trailer that they did, um, but they also added a few more things. Like they said, one really important thing I'm kind of bummed about, but it's okay. Like is that I really wanted multiplayer in Dragon's Dogma Two. I really wanted to play with other people in that game because mm. the way the game works is basically you have these this AI team with you. You have your main character, um, and then you have your up pawns. To three pawns, yeah. And the pawns are someone you customize, you create, you give them armor, you set up their skills, their skill tree and stuff. And basically, one of my most fun things was, and you get rewards for people using them because you go into this like, um, I can't remember what it was called now, but it's like this web, <laughs> this pawn web. Well, shouldn't have said that. I was going to say. Um, but yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, a a pawn hub. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> That's even worse. Yeah. Anyway, this place where all um, these pawns pop up and you can choose, they just wander through this like innocuous uh, kind of realm and you choose which ones you want, whether they look the coolest or the abilities you like or anything. I used to love uh, people picking my people because you get rewards for it and you can bring other people's pawns with you onto your adventures. However, you can't bring other people people with you. You can only bring up like other yeah so that's been confirmed for dragon age dragon dragon age no uh, dragon's Dra- dogma yeah, Dra- dragon's dogma age 2, two. inquisition <laughs> i don't know if the new dragon age has a subtitle uh, <laughs> but we could pretend it's the same game just so we don't feel neglected as bioware fans i mean i know we've kind of like joked but i think all of us are in agreement and say if i'm speaking out of turn for you both like capcom are on a hell of a run they have been for a long Mm -hmm. time i mean and to be bringing dragon's dogma back as well like it's just despite the showcase being a bit of a lead balloon like yeah just with street fighter and resident evil and you know monster hunter as well you know getting monster hunter on the that was surprisingly absent actually not to interrupt but that was surprisingly absent. Carry on. Sorry. No, but I was, I was just saying, like, you know, I think generally, you know, RE vs. Excused, like, you know, we, we love Capcom. And I think maybe that's why that showcase is a bit disappointing because, like you say, Steve, it's like, if you're a fan of this, you didn't get it. And it's like, I don't know. I mean, sometimes maybe it's just... I do wonder about how on the pulse they are for you know the western world and stuff like that and it's just because mm. you see this happen all the time nintendo do it as well and it's just like the show the directs are can be very hit and miss and it's the same yeah. with capcom but we all know that outside of that they make literally some of the best games out there and capcom are probably you know outside of nintendo i i don't know if i can think of a stronger studio out there that is that is independent, yeah, an independent in terms studio. of third party. Yeah, that's third party. Yeah. I mean, you could say maybe Rockstar, but they put out a game like once every twenty years, so it doesn't really count. Um, <sighs> but yeah, Capcom. Is Someone just like- reminded me of like the yeah. No, um, I think Capcom are definitely in terms of Japanese independent developers. Well, independent in the they're an independent yeah, yeah. third party. Not like they're literally you know they're not making it all on their own or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're definitely the strongest. Konami have kind of fallen from grace. Sega are on the upswing, I feel, but they're still on the back foot compared to... Definitely. Uh, compared to Capcom. Um, yeah, I would argue that it wasn't the end of the world, like a lot of the social media Resident Evil fandom would lead you to believe, but I'd argue it was a bit... a bit mid. Like, it you know, wasn't, it was, it it, wasn't it offensive, didn't... it just wasn't great. It didn't require a showcase. No. No, that, no, that's it. A lot of people were saying the same thing. Like, you know, why did you have this event? You you didn't have anything really to show. They which... just wanted to be a part of the season. And yeah. Yeah. Like, like I can't yeah, believe like, I'm oh, going to... got this extra money here. Yeah. I can't <laughs> believe I'm going to say this, but I think Ubisoft had a better showcase than Capcom, which is crazy to think. <laughs> but, you know, because they were showing off a lot of high-end stuff and high graphics and stuff like that. But yeah, we do love you, Capcom. Cool, um, for all of those Johnny Capcoms that are watching this. Uh, but yeah, you didn't need that showcase. I mean, um, I have to be honest, I didn't realise Ubisoft had a showcase. Um, so if, if, if anyone has any details to elucidate... Uh, they I, had I'll... the Star Wars Outlaws. Didn't, is that you? That's Ubisoft, right? Yep. Oh. Which, which looks really freaking good. If you... <laughs> they had that. I only, I only saw the reveal trailer. I didn't realise that was... A, I didn't realise they had their own showcase. So, uh, so Star Wars Outlaws. Assassin's was any other Creed, bangers? I mean, Assassin's Creed Mirage, which they showed more gameplay of. And now I'm just blanking. But there was a couple more. Um, yeah. Um, Prince of Persia. Prince of There's Persia. A new Prince of Persia which looks oh, good. Like, it's, yes. yeah, it's like... like I know that apparently they're remaking other Prince of Persia games, but this one... 
it's like yeah it's one I'd like to play it looks simple straightforward classic yeah I I thought it looked good yeah I know a lot of people are going to be looking at us confused because we're old people but the fact when they say back to its roots and it actually is a 2D side-scrolling yeah. platformer is actually it's roots guys yeah. it's not the two thrones and sands of time um, so actually. there was one other showcase that I <laughs> I kind of don't want to mention but we're here anyway we might as well do oh, yeah, it the PC Gamer Showcase yeah. <laughs> come on there, there were some good games there I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to list them off Go for um, it. The floor is yours. <laughs> we had the sequel to Frostpunk. Okay, yes. All right, you can have that one. Right, which is a class game. Um, unfortunately, it's only available on PC. Right, but... Oh, wait, it might be on other stuff, but... I mean, I mean the, the Nature of the Beast with the PC gamer show. Yeah, right. um, but Frostpunk, Frostpunk was amazing. Uh, award-winning. was a great um, resource management game. 4X kind of resource management game. Uh, we had Jump Light. Um, what it had like a subtitle, Odyssey, I think it was, which is like a spaceship sim. Okay, right, which was it kind of reminded me of FTL uh, mixed with XCOM. James, um, yeah, that's like that's that's two that's telling me of two like high quality, high class drugs are available in my ear. I'm kidding, don't do drugs. <laughs> uh, XCOM yeah. and FTL having a baby. I, I might have to go and look at this actually. Sorry, <laughs> but it doesn't stop there, Steve. Because you also got my uh, Miasma Chronicles, which is okay, which is XCOM, and it's like in a fantasy but present dayish like kind of thing, right? Okay, uh, but it's it's very very sexy. And there's also uh, have you seen? I I sent you, I might not send you like, but I told you about. It, but there there was that. Um, but there was Mariachi Legends. Uh the uh, the Metroidvania looking. Uh, yeah, that look yeah. okay. Uh, kind of neat. Metroidvanias are strangely an underrepresented genre for me at the minute. I want them in the Egovania <laughs> style, but we keep getting lots and lots of 8-bit Hollow Knight knockoffs, uh, which is fine. Hollow Knight's ace, but it's not what I'm after. So please, if you're listening to this, <laughs> Koji Igarashi bless us with Bloodstained 2, please. Um, <laughs> and I, I, the final one for me, the one that made me go, oh, er, like everybody, I think everybody at some point on the first aid spray Discord is probably going to play this game and it's Undead Inc. Because oh, the Resident Evil management sim. Yeah, it basically, the, when I was watching that, I was like, oh, this is what would happen in an alternate universe if Birkin didn't go crazy. <laughs> <laughs> you know? my, only, my only criticism there is it didn't have any gameplay. It was just it an didn't. animated teaser which was a, a, a poster child for Team 17 at this event. They had lots of animated trailers, not a whole lot of gameplay. Yeah, right. But um, we, we also know what the Ink games are like. Yes. Know, like they tend to be very addictive and fun to play, and that's something you pick up for a couple of minutes and then put down throughout the day. You know, they're, they're, they're fun to kind of dig into. And there was actually one game I did actually catch my eye. I, I'll, I'll chime on and say that Mullet Mad Jack looks awesome. 90s okay. anime inspired like Hotline Miami first person shooter it literally looks like it could have been Snatcher if it was an FPS uh, but you also only have 10 seconds to live and it's kind of crazy that being a, a reinvention of the genre kind of fun uh, but other than that I guess we've we've gone over the whole thing for is there anything particular we want to talk about that we haven't had time for I will say Kels because they've been quiet and respectful uh, I think I've mostly covered everything I mean I suppose just my final wrap-up thoughts because what did I, I did a bullet point uh how do we feel going into the conferences about your lineup 2020 yeah yeah so i was just thinking about and i have to wrap up because i am sweating um <laughs> it's, it's very very warm here it is hot i'm going nah. so yeah i get it i just want to say i think it's very it's for someone for me personally with gaming the early part of this year I was feeling very down on games and it's it continued a bit into the year because we're just seeing more and more games release broken and mm. for for everything and it was kind of like are we is this generation ever going to take off uh, uh are we going backwards you know what's happening and all this kind of stuff and then very slowly kind of one by one we started to have games come out one after the other that have sort of rejuvenated you know RE4, uh, Metroid Prime, you could say the Dead Space remake as well, even though I haven't played that. Um, Breath, n not Breath of the Wild, Tears of the Kingdom, it's definitely not Breath of the Wild. Um, 
Yeah, and, I, and I'm currently playing Diablo 4, and it's just like there's loads of games now that I'm excited about looking forward after this showcase. Like, coming up the rest of the year, like for me, it's so Starfield, uh, Lies of P, that are both like in the same month, I think, as well. Obviously, if you're PlayStation player, you've got Spider-Man coming after that. Uh, I also have Forza Motorsport coming, which I will play because it's coming to Game Pass, and it's a AAA game, so I have to play it. Like, I'm not even a racing sim enthusiast, <laughs> but I will play that. Um, and yeah, just the slate looking ahead looks really really strong and sonic superstars and the dlc for shredder's revenge are just like you know as a as a fan of both the franchises and a father they're just like a dream come true that they're coming to my life really soon so i've come out of the showcases despite some of it being a bit mid there's so much good stuff like on the horizon like i always say it as gamers we're just utterly spoiled at the moment there's too much to play um, so mm. yeah, there was we've kind of joked around and and bitched and moaned a little bit today, but I mean on a whole, <laughs> I mean there's something for everyone. Let's be honest. It it makes it makes you think like we have we've got such bangers that are going to mm-hmm. be releasing later on this year. Armored Core is another one that's coming yeah, as well. Yeah. Oh um, my god! Like, <laughs> what is going to be shown at the Games Awards? Yeah, like, right. <laughs> I I. I'm like I'm thinking to myself. I hope we're not going to get any repeats from the Summer Games Fest, you know. I and we don't tend to at the Game Awards. We tend to get like brand calling new stuff. it now. I'm calling it now. We're going to see Immortals Avium on every stage <laughs> for no, another please, twenty no. bloody minutes. No, we're getting Dragon Age. Is what we're getting. Like that, we're going to be getting that. Anyone else have any predictions for the Game Awards? Well, obviously, oh, we- as an Xbox fan and a host of a Gears of War podcast, like. No Gears of War at the Xbox Showcase was kind of unbelievable. Um, I don't care if the game's three years away. I thought they should have announced it. And my thoughts coming out of that Mm. were, okay, so you've not announced it here. Does that mean we have to wait a year for a Gears of War announcement? And then in my head, I'm like, that can't be true. So I would be stunned if Gears 6 wasn't announced at the uh, Game Awards at the end of the year. I think it has to be. Otherwise, I don't know what's going on over there. I hope it is. Hope it is. I'm gonna, you, Steve. I'm gonna counterpoint you and say, uh, Dragon Age can sit down. I want Mass Effect Four, please. Yeah, where is that? Well, Dragon uh, Age. Dragon Age has been in development for longer. <laughs> Look, all right, we've got Dragon Dogma <laughs> and God knows how many other sci-fi. You know, what I mean, sorry, fantasy RPGs. You've got Baldur's Gate Three coming soon, James. <laughs> Let Steve have his sci-fi one, please. <laughs> Pretty please. With sugar on chocolate. I love you. No, really. I am. I'm not allowing this. <laughs> Well, okay. Uh, it's funny, by the way, just so everybody knows, myself and Steve absolutely love Mass Effect. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, but yeah, no, actually, I'm kind of with like I need to catch up with the Gears games, but I feel like Halo had a lot of the spotlight in the pre in the in the in the past five or so years. It, 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 I think Kelsey's right; it's probably due a return. Well, as is just, Quake and Doom. You know, it's, they're they're a studio at the top of their game. They help everybody else out. They're technical wizards with Unreal. And the thing that I hear about it is the reason it wasn't shown is because it's taking a long time to make because they are going to do something special with it. And you know, the previous game, Gears Five, was the best looking game of the last generation, and then it got an update for the next gen. And it's just it looks, yeah, it's it's unbelievable what they pulled off. And obviously, I'm a fanboy for the franchise. Um, it's more than just a bro shooter for those listening. I promise you it's more than that. Uh, it's got a lot of heart. Um, yeah, and so next Xbox Showcase play, went by. There was Gears no Gears War. and no Halo. You know, I mean, I've, mm, oh, I don't yeah. want to branch off talking more, but, you know, Halo is obviously... They've gutted the studio. Yeah, that's probably going to be <laughs> not as infinite as they anticipated. Um, so maybe at the Game Awards, <laughs> something for Halo? I don't know. Probably not, though. Hopefully Wolverine, kind of. I want to see Wolverine now. Um, Spider-Man, not to backtrack all the way to the start. But yeah, uh, as a big Arkham game fan and they're carrying the torch, I want to see how they do that with Wolverine next. Um, Right. I feel like it's probably best to time and wrap up. However, I also have to read this script that Sai has told me and try and do it in a professional manner. (laughs) Don't mess it up, Steve. Don't mess it up. We're all watching in this. Okay, no pressure. Okay. Right. Yep. Okay. I, I am going. Us. 
I'm going to do this very nicely, okay? Well, that does it for this episode of A Moment of Relief. Let us know what your big takeaways were from the conferences and showcases, good and bad. Most episodes of this show, like everything we do, come early to our wonderful patrons, so please consider supporting First Aid Spray. If you're on YouTube, make sure to subscribe. <laughs> Thank you to X, I think that means you, Kels, for joining me. And thank you to X, James. That's me, yeah. Uh, and, and thank you, genuinely, for tuning in. This has been Steve. This has been a moment of relief. Bye-bye! Bye, guys. Does that mean together we are triple X? Yeah. That's staying in. <laughs> uh, uh, yes. <laughs>